नमस्ते जय शिवाय सो दिस इज द सांख्य दर्शन एलिमेंट्री एलिमेंट्स ऑफ योर क्रिएशन दैट वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट सो फर्स्ट थिंग इज दैट गेट्स क्रिएटेड फ्रॉम द थ्री बेसिक क्रिएशन पार्टिकल्स ऑफ सत्व रजस एंड तमस इज बुद्धि और मेहथ यू कैन से बुद्धि इंटेलेक्ट now intellect has four different characteristics that it is going to make decisions about throughout your life first thing is dharma dharma means righteousness now some religions have interpreted dharma in some weird ways i mean they created just one yardstick you know and uh, they go on measuring people by that and they call everybody non righteous or a sinner or some other term or label has been given to us so religion is not dharma okay and dharma is not religion dharma means righteousness which keeps on changing according to the time according to the era we are living in according to the yuga we are living in according to the place means a country or a city that we are living in according to the customs of the society that we are living in so it keeps on changing according to that in one society it may be perfectly valid to have a polygamous relationship in another society it could be a sin in some societies it could be a completely valid thing to marry brother and sisters or to marry cousins but in some societies this is considered as incest okay so righteousness changes depending upon how the society has evolved how the human population human beings living there in a particular time in a particular era in a particular yuga have evolved how things have been what was done what was not done so that is what constitutes the righteousness but if you go by some hard coded things in the book then everybody will be a sinner or a non righteous person or a wrong person no matter wherever you go and that kind of a yard yardstick of righteousness is what divides human beings is what creates hatred towards another human being that in my custom it is this way we learned it this way and my way is the right way so no that is not how you should see the world righteousness changes according to the time and place and the society that people are okay so buddhi's characteristic is to go on telling you what is righteous but always remember that whenever your buddhi your intellect is reminding reminding you of what is righteous it may be righteous only for the society that you live in at the place that you live in in the times that you are living in it may not be the right thing 
for somebody, some people in past or some people in future, future or some people elsewhere on this planet, in some other country, right? In earlier times, killing thousand horses or killing an elephant used to be something that a king will give you a prize for, right? But today you try to do that, <laughs> lot of, you know, animal <coughs> rights people, environment people and what not kind of people, activists will be after you. So it's not a right thing, it's a crime actually now. If you try to kill elephant or a lion or some animal species that way. So it's no longer a matter of pride. So things that were righteous at some other time, at some other place may not be. So that, do not lose that perspective. When your intellect is trying to decide, oh, I am not doing this, this is not right. And what you are doing is wrong. No, it may not be wrong for, from that person's point of view, from where he comes from or she comes from or where he or she belongs to or what kind of society, people, country, place they might have grown up. So never lose that wider perspective. The problem comes when you think what is taught to you is the most righteous thing. That's when the problem happens. Okay, And that's when righteousness degrades itself and becomes some kind of social moral code. But then also, never ever forget that social and moral code that you have been taught by your parents, by your priest, by your uh, church, churches and temples and society that you live in, by, the, by your friends, your teachers, the social moral codes that you have been taught are not going to be the same as the social moral codes that other people have learned. This is very much responsible for you either hating entire humanity or embracing it with love and understanding. Embracing the differences that other people have. Respecting the differences that other people have. Okay. So this is again buddhi working here. Buddhi's characteristic. Buddhi decides and thinks about these things. These, buddhi takes decision. Your intellect is responsible for taking decisions and telling you what is righteous and what is not. And then when it comes to non-righteous things you may realize that actually all religions in one way or the other teach love, teach compassion, teach kindness. No religion is teaching you to go kill somebody. Right? No society teaches its children to grow up as a murderers or gangsters or some bad things, some thieves and robbers. So there are some things which are righteous and they do not come under the influence of social moral codes of a place, of an era. In no era, torturing somebody is a righteous thing. 
okay in no era in no country neither in past nor in some time in future it's never going to be acceptable to torture another being not just human being torture any other being out of cruelty is never going to be a righteous thing to do so there are some things which are beyond the social moral codes now those things should not be taught to you we are born with those kind of things except some crazy minds right then second thing is wisdom gyana now when this gets polluted this wisdom gets polluted then either misconceptions happens to people a lot of misconceptions it's one thing to not understand something and it's a completely different thing to misunderstand something so a lot of misunderstandings and misconceptions happen if this is not working properly in people and other than that lot of illusions delusions happen lot of delusions about god about life about who you are a lot of delusions can happen to people who am i who you are failing to see that everything is changing thinking that everything is permanent every relationship is for the lifetime everything that i have got is for the lifetime your life is not even for your for your lifetime forget about everything else so not being able to see or perceive that everything is impermanent not being able to see or perceive that in life everybody gets three kinds of suffering adhyatmic suffering suffering that we create from within okay spiritual suffering you can call it suffering that other people give us and suffering that we experience due to weather or natural disaster or something outside some unforeseen forces powers so three kinds of suffering so not being able to see that life has these three sufferings and that life is impermanent everything that you see around you is impermanent and that includes your dogs your pets your uh, husband your wife your children your relationships your father your mother and everything that you have created no matter how much permanent it feels or no matter how much you want them to be permanent to be for forever especially the love <laughs> people want that to be for forever even that is not for forever nothing is so lot of delusions can be there instead of pure wisdom about life about universe about everything else instead of having a pure wisdom quite delusional a person can be okay so this becomes these things actually gets distorted over the period of time these things gets distorted while living lifetime after lifetime it does not happen in just one lifetime okay 
it happens over the period of many lifetimes you may see that see you can clearly see that that some children have a lot of they are born with wisdom about life and universe anything that is against life they understand that very clearly while some other kids are still experimenting with what is against life and what is pro life can this drug that addiction is can be pro life or against life they are experimenting with it they have no serious wisdom of or the conviction of truth within which says that some things are exactly opposite or against the nature of life that you are so some kids are born that way how well they have wisdom and some are not some do not so these things when gets distorted over the period of lifetime after living after lifetime after lifetime they do not get become pure by itself the only way to purify them once they get distorted over the period of lifetimes the only way to purify them is by doing meditation okay by doing serious yoga and meditation and seriously pursuing your tapas your yogic practices next is vairagya vairagya means dispassion now for vairagya i have created one separate video a long video about it if you want to watch that you can watch that but in a nutshell dispassion dispassion means not even being interested in lot of things that are around you you see suppose there is an alcoholic okay so when that alcoholic person is trying to quit alcohol quit drinking then he is trying to create reasons in his mind that oh this is bad this is bad this is bad so in other words he is creating an aversion because he had an attachment before so attachment and aversion these are two states to be for anything that you see around you your mind when you perceive anything it immediately either goes into attachment mode or it goes into aversion mode i don't like this i i like that i like this person i don't like that person i like this situation this event i don't like that situation that event i like this this way i like that way so all kind of like dislike like dislike raga and dvesha attachment and aversion so immediately whenever you are perceiving life you are going into that way but think about those that state where you are you are not interested you are dispassionate about it neither there is a like in you nor there is a dislike in you so think of the state state of mind of that alcoholic person so say for example he stayed quit and then after a long time he walks in from in front of the um, liquor store and he sees the liquor bottles there alcohol bottles there 
And then he is saying in his mind, no, 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 I don't drink now. So he's reminding himself of his aversion because he has attachment in the first place. But think of those thousands and hundreds of people who don't even care that there is a liquor shop somewhere on that road. They don't see it. If they see it, neither attachment happens nor any kind of aversion happens. Just nothing happens. That is the state of dispassion. They, they don't even care that it's there. The presence or absence of somebody or something or some situations does not create a state of raga, means attachment in them, or the state of uh, dispassion, a uh, state of aversion in them. So when the absence of the state of attachment and aversion is actually called as dispassion. This is the best state to be in because you are not fighting your mind. But again when it gets polluted, this state is lost. This is an ideal state to be in. But when this is lost, it is taken over by Likes and dislikes, attachments and aversions, cravings and aversions, okay? About people, about situations, about places, about things, about everything. So this is replaced. Last and the fourth one is the characteristic of buddhi is abundance or you can call it aishwarya or abundance. Abundance is feeling content about life that's the biggest content that's the biggest abundance anybody can have if a rich person is still very miser somebody has enough money but they are living in a very miserly way and there is lot of greed as well still running after money money instead of enjoying what you have is still running after something that means a person has lost Aishwarya or abundance from within. Or in other words, inner poverty has happened. Inner poverty has happened. Only when a person feels poor from within, that's when they become miser and greedy. Then it does not matter what they have. Life is about running after more, 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 more. You see how many people feel poor when some days they say, Oh, I don't have anything to wear. And they may have their full wardrobe of clothes, yet they are saying, I don't have anything to wear. People have more than 200, 300 pairs of shoes and yet they say, I have no idea what to wear today. I don't have anything good to wear today. They're running after more, 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 more. The entire consumerism that you see around you is a result of intellect's characteristic of abundance. 
has been mistranslated into the abundance of instead of feeling contentment here instead of being content here people understood abundance means having a lot especially lot more than your neighbor <laughs> than your friends abundance means having more than anybody else around you that's what it has translated to while the real meaning of abundance actually is feeling content you may have just 5 pairs of clothes or 10 pairs of clothes but you are content you are not running after clothes and to new stores that are opening to new this place and that place and this sale and that sale and here and there for more clothes and for more clothes as if some day you will become the beauty queen or beauty prince prince charming just the clothes will make you prince charming so you see abundance does not mean more does not mean a lot it's about being content so buddhi intellect has these four natural characteristics this is what buddhi is going to decide about intellect is going to divide every time the intellect has to choose between poverty and abundance every time it has to choose between crave craving aversions or dispassion it is going to choose about wisdom or delusion it is going to choose about that which is righteous versus that which is non righteous but this is going to make a decision intellect is going to divide and see but when buddhi or the intellect becomes polluted in itself pollution in intellect means all these things four things being polluted pollution of intellect intellect's inability to do the righteous thing to have the wisdom truth of life of universe to have dispassion within and to be content about whatever you have however much you have so when these four things are become highly pure 100% purity of these things happen when nirvikalpa samadhi or enlightenment or self realization happens then buddhi becomes buddha it's buddhi which becomes buddha buddha means enlightened enlightened means all these four stages four characteristics of your intellect become original 100% pure and how do we purify them through yoga through meditation through understanding the truth of life studying okay so hope you understands the elements 
and characteristics of intellect. We will discuss other things in coming future lectures. Namaste. Jai Shivaya.